Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with your laser. I told you you couldn't get through. Well, then maybe it's time for a smoke. Mullets and Memories, a MacGyver podcast about MacGyver. Season 6. Where are we marching to, Gregory? We're marching off into battle. We are going deep into enemy territory. Who are we fighting? We're fighting uh, the the man. Yes. How how many men? Uh, four of four of them. Just just four men. Four That's men. it. That's yes. all we're going to fight. Four men. Uh, all right. We're going to get this. We're going to confound Jerry at every turn. I don't know what I just pulled out a line from Mystery Science Theater, the movie. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, my goodness, Greg. How oh, I missed you so much. I missed staring across <laughs> the way. It hasn't been the same. It's been two weeks. It's been two very long. It's been two really long weeks, and I'm so sad, but I'm so happy that we're back together again. Dry weeks. It's been I'm not gonna. I'm gonna save everybody the trouble of the text I sent you a couple days ago about what. <laughs> not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Fair enough. Oh God. Welcome to Mullets and Memories, everybody. I'm your host Dave Champa. I'm your other host Greg Klein. This is Mullets and Memories, episode 109. Today, Greg and I will be discussing season six, episode five, The Wall. But before we get into that, Greg, you missed the last two episodes, so I did. you you missed uh, the gun. And 20 questions, and so let's take a couple minutes and want to hear your thoughts. I know you texted me a couple times yesterday when you were watching them. Yeah, I binge-watched, um, well, I, I don't know, when do you binge, is binge-watching more than two? I would say binging would be more than two, but like, probably, yeah, it, binging to me like means you're going to sit there and you're going to watch a whole season of a show in one or two sittings. Okay, so I just, I just... I crammed two episodes. You crammed in two episodes. All right. And what do we think? Let's start with the gun. The gun uh, drove me absolutely up the wall. <laughs> yeah, you that were was not pleased with this The episode. most disjointed, idiotic, bullshit PSA for gun violence I have ever seen in my life. And Breeze, he was always a man of the streets. <laughs> he just, he, I always wanted to roll down those hills. God, Breeze with the trees. <laughs> In the hills, <laughs> yes. and like wanting to just like be in nature all the time. Captain Planet, and his name is Breeze. Yeah, I don't know. Which I did mention to Nate in the episode too, which I thought was funny that he goes this this whole story about like how all he wanted to do when he was at camp with Rudy was like be an environmentalist. And I'm like, where did you go wrong when you left camp? Right. So holy sh! I listen. <laughs> I listened to your recording of of uh, the gun. I thought it was on point. I. I agreed with a lot of the stuff you said. I I didn't enjoy it. I yeah. thought it was just forced. And the the Middle Eastern gun smuggler guy like had no point being there other than just being an antagonist. No, somehow. I think you could have removed him and it still would have flowed forward. He yeah. didn't seem to I add much aside from getting I, crushed under a. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, right, getting crushed at the end of the whole thing. You know, I, at the end when the that whole shipping container dumps all of its contents of explosives. Yeah. 
and nothing yep. happens. Fine. I kind of pictured it as a uh, when um the house in Oz lands on the Wicked Witch at the end because <laughs> the, the hand all because because Mag- MacGyver Breeze and that woman I forget her name they come out of the shipping <laughs> container like yep. all scared looking around and they've landed on. Yeah, the two bad guys. I thought it was hilarious. I just and it was just such a perfectly placed hand holding the gun, yeah, I was like, oh my sticking God. out of the boxes. So I, I I was probably pretty harsh in the beginning here, but I I it was definitely a PSA. Yes, I didn't really care for it as a show. It was just not great. It's I, getting PSA heavy. I hated the choices they had Breeze make. Mm-hmm. Um, the first choice would have been running from the police. Um, yeah. If they, you know, were trying to tell kids to trust the cops, maybe they could have Breeze stand up and be like, "I didn't do anything," and you can if arrest they, me. If right they now. arrest him, great. But then, like, they would eventually have, yeah, come to the conclusion that Breeze had nothing to do with this. Yeah. So I don't know. There are a lot of things there that maybe it's a translation of time. It was that twenty years ago, nineteen ninety, so twenty eight, almost 20, thirty years yeah, ago, almost thirty years ago. <laughs> so, um, but I don't know. It was not a, a not good. Okay. All right. All right. So what did you end up giving it for a final mullet rating? So I really didn't take any notes. I actually just wanted to sit and watch it. Yeah. Because I know you and Nate had covered it. Uh, my final mullet rating was one. For what? I don't remember. There was a Pete, right? Doesn't it Pete? Oh, it was because did, of Pete. Didn't he punch someone? And you really liked the Oh, Pete? yeah. It was Pete sneaking up behind one of the guys, tapping him on the shoulder, and just That's knocking right. him out. Yeah. That that was one mullet for Pete. That's oh. it. All right, Pete. Yeah. Pete's all right. I'll give I'll give you that one. That's good. So one mullet for you for that one. All right. Let's let's flash forward to episode four with uh, Slam Dance Lisa Jesus. on the beach in her socks. <laughs> so uh, I I liked this one considerably better. Yeah. Um, I thought the pacing was better. Um, I liked the suspense. There was some good suspense. And again, the plot wasn't outrageous. No. Whereas, like the the gun episode, there were multifaceted plots that were all intertwined that were really just too much. This was a pretty straightforward. You know, Lisa's in with the wrong crowd and sure. they're out robbing houses. I get it. That's yeah. simple. There you go. Absolutely. And the leader is a dink. Brett kicks a freaking maid down the uh, down the stairs. Who dies? Yeah, who dies? <laughs> we got to put her in the the tally. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the totally maid. I didn't even put her down there. Yeah, um, not that he's she's a friend of MacGyver's, but she could have been. She could have been a friend of MacGyver's, Maybe and Brett didn't need to kick her down the stairs. No, right in the chest, <laughs> like, bam. <laughs> uh, yeah, Brett was a tool bag, but he was a pretty good villain. Yeah, I mean, he was good for what they gave him to do, right. but yeah, he was just... But I didn't buy the fact that Lisa was in ninth grade, and these folks were maybe seniors. So yeah, so Lisa was ninth, the other three were seniors, and Brett was a, in col- a college dropout. So I believe that Lisa, for me... You know, it looked like Lisa was a child, and these were all adults, and they yeah. were just like being really bad people. And she's a, the a, her age matches the age in real life. So yeah. the actress, I think, was fifteen when this came out, and that makes sense. Freshman right. in high school, I was fourteen, fifteen years old. Yeah, in ninth grade, so that makes sense. But she just looked exponentially younger. Yeah, and it was than just all weird. the other actors, and and it was weird because they they were really heavy handed on the alcoholism, which was, I mean, it's fine. That's that happens. Sure, uh, we learned that MacGyver lost another friend at a very young age. Um, Freddie so, wrapped his car around a tree, right? Yeah, and mar- <laughs> made his girlfriend a paraplegic. Um, and MacGyver and his friend got trashed on a six pack. So in 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 essence, they probably split the six pack, right? So which they, you and I have done on more than one occasion, right? But we're all, we're also not you know eleven years old. That's true. That's true. I don't think the fr- I probably yeah. would have gotten annihilated. I was going to say I don't remember the last the first the first time I ever got annihilated. Right. I was in college, probably yeah. in my mid twenties, early twenties. Yeah, like we split a six pack in in one hour, and I got so drunk. <laughs> 
Okay, three beers in an hour at eleven. That's probably <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're gonna be you're your, gonna be messed. Your, up. <laughs> your tiny little liver doesn't know what to do. Oh, Mac. Um, but anyway, I, I liked it. I gave this one a a three point five. So did I. Yeah, I landed there too. I wish it was a better. I wish it was a better. And you guys all heard me say this, but I think you agree. I wish it was a better send off for Lisa because this was it for her. Poor Lisa. So <laughs> we end with her admitting that she's an alcoholic and that she's still living with her terribly non-physically abusive but emotionally devoid parents drinking parents right (laughs) um and we are leaving her like that we're never gonna see her again it's so upsetting because i loved her character and and she she so showed so much promise when they first met in switzerland i know i know like she helped she like brought macgyver back from the brink like she saved his life with the first aid kit and then the second episode they were kind of separated but like she was so reliant on knowing MacGyver was going to be part of her life and be there to save her yeah. that that was really kept it going. And then this episode, she hates him through 75 to 80% of the episode. And, and this is one of the rare circumstances where sending Lisa to boarding school in Switzerland is probably the right choice. Sending because, her back, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Because her parents suck and it would get her out of this destructive environment. Absolutely. Absolutely. No. It was just, it made me sad because I loved her. She was probably, she's probably going to be in my top five. Yeah favorite characters of the whole series so far mm. um just made me sad so you ended up three and a half okay not yeah. bad so it was good a, a rewatchable episode i'm really happy that you enjoyed that one because i i had a lot of fun with that episode um but yeah so that brings us current to episode five the wall the wall shall we get into it it's all about no i wonder if we can do some synchronicity like listen to pink floyd's the wall yeah while watch this macgyver episode and see if it matches see if it syncs up just repeat the song for 45 yeah yeah <laughs> so it'd be like nine times we'd have to repeat the song it might work all right let's try it after this. we'll start a whole new thing <laughs> um all right so here we go start of the episode you guys heard a couple minutes ago the march there's like a marching music or whatever you want to call uh-huh. it uh and we we see a guy he's he's painting these these little like uh, metal soldiers and he's like setting up these like battlefield dioramas in the front of his toy store and it's pretty cool because I love that kind of stuff. Like I, I was always a big fan of like when you go to the toy stores or stuff like that, and you see like these sprawling like war epic like right. these epic war scenes going on. And so this guy's name is Otto. He owns a little toy store, and so this is like what he does in his spare time. And he's working on these battlefield dioramas, and uh, the phone rings, and he picks up, and it's MacGyver. Mm-hmm. And MacGyver is calling him from East Berlin. Of course, MacGyver has been tasked by Otto to go to Germany and find information about Otto's long-lost granddaughter, Maria. Okay. And, okay. Otto is a character we've never seen, mm-hmm. nor will we see again, as will we never see Maria. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, he's been tasked to find Otto's granddaughter. Okay. Cool. And so MacGyver hangs up the phone, and Otto like kind of like shuffles over to the one of the shelves, and he picks up this doll. And we're led to believe, before we see it, that this doll, we assume this belonged to Maria. Mm-hmm. And so we flash back to 30 years ago, maybe, 20 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um, Maria and her father and Otto, her grandfather, are trying to escape over the border to be free. Yes. Uh, Otto makes it through, but I think the father is gunned down. Yeah, the fa- father's shot. He dies uh, quite... Yeah. Animated, yeah, yeah. He goes down pretty, uh, and little Lisa, not Lisa, Maria, Maria, yeah. She's, little Maria gets uh, taken away by the Stasi. Yes, and she keeps screaming for her opa, 
and yeah. he's laying on a hill in the dark. They can't see him, and he's crying, trying not to scream because he doesn't want to get caught. Mm-hmm. She, like you said, she then gets taken away, and we flash back to present day, and un- unbeknownst to Otto, as this whole scene has taken place, we s- now see that there are two men in an apartment across the street from the toy store mm-hmm. who are, they've clearly bugged the toy store. We mm-hmm. don't know how yet. Mm-hmm. We'll get there, and it's awesome. <laughs> um, they've bugged the apartment, and they're listening to this conversation. We don't know anything about them yet, but we know that right. there's some surveillance going on of Otto and his toy store. Mm-hmm. So we cut to a bar in oh. Germany. <laughs> MacGyver's drinking his virgin eggnog. Uh, yeah, right. His virgin eggnog. His virgin eggnog. With a, his virgin eggnog has no eggs in it <laughs> and has no nutmeg. Right. And has nothing in it. It's so you, actually just a glass of water. It's just a glass of skim milk. Just muddy, gross <laughs> that was water. milk water. <laughs> yeah, gross. Oh, he diluted skim milk. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. So he's, he's meeting with a guy named Roth Mossel. Oh, man, that guy's name is the best. Roth Mossel. Roth, not Rolf. I think, it's, I think it's Roth. R-O-F-F. Oh, that's even better. I looked it up. I think it was Roth. Roth, Roth Mossel. Mossel. He is a member of the Citizens Freedom Committee. Okay. And is, um, that a, is that another Phoenix Foundation uh, offshoot? It's probably another pilot program. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> We're going to try this thing over in East Berlin, guys. It's called the Citizens Freedom Committee. So what does it do? Well, they're citizens and, and they work on a committee for freedom. Yep. So what? Okay. So what's like? Is there a point there? Like how much? So so let me rephrase that. So they're a committee of of these guys, and they're looking for freedom for citizens. Okay. Okay, cool. So what are you going to know? Okay. You got it. You got it. <laughs> you got it. Here's $5 million. Go <laughs> oh. launch this program. <laughs> okay. So Mossel tells MacGyver that he's located Maria. Now, Maria is in Leipzig. 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 Leipzig, Germany. Deutschland. She works there as a teacher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's actually a style of beer from that uh, area of is Germany really? that is coming back in style. Goza. Oh, we should we should find it. We have there's a bunch here in the Portland area. Get some now. Gozas. They are they are salty. Are they? Mm. Okay. Um not sure I've had a salty beer, but I'm all they're, about they're it. They're salty, David. They're and so I, salty. I love this because Mossel shows up and he starts like speaking pretty fluent, fast German. Yeah. And MacGyver's like, oh, but, 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 my German's my German's a little bit rusty. Yeah. Kind of okay. let's maybe let's do let's do English here for a little while. Okay yeah. there, pal. And so he starts talking. And he says, like we were just saying, that you know Maria's in, in Leipzig, where she works as a teacher. Mm-hmm. And so we cut to MacGyver. He's now arrived. He's at the school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we meet Maria, and she's talking to some people out there. And I love this scene because I had this vision. Because you see MacGyver come out into like the courtyard. Mm-hmm. There's little, like these boys are playing basketball or whatever they're playing over there. And you see him come out and I just had this vision of MacGyver start like soccer playing with them, like Billy Madison style. Yeah. Just like drilling the kids in the head with the soccer yeah. balls. <laughs> he's like, now you're all That's in big, great. big trouble. And he's like just <laughs> drilling these kids to the ground. No one knows who he is. He just got into this school for no reason. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so he meets Maria. He introduces himself as a friend of his grand of her grandfather. Like, but what gets me is though she's this is this is a first I think in in the entire series. She's actually speaking German to these kids. Yeah, like here's here's a foreign language speak. They're in Germany. Oh, and look, the inhabitants are speaking the native language. Right, they're okay. not speaking in English. Right, so MacGyver <laughs> walks right up to her and starts talking in English. Yep, like uh, she he doesn't even like greet her. I would imagine he like, would he would have basic knowledge of how to greet someone in 
in German. You would think so, but nope. Nope, apparently not. Hi there, my name is MacGyver. Oh, okay. Just assuming that she's going to speak English. Right, exactly. Which she does. Of course. Quite well. Yep. She's like, yeah, um, you know, hi, my name is MacGyver. I, uh, I, I was sent here by your grandfather. Uh, Otto, he would really, really wants to see you. What a shock. And like, bam, right Maria there. Maria just like, well, she's like, um, no. Yeah. She's like, I'm real. Like, she's like, I'm really pissed off at that douchebag. Yeah. He abandoned me in Germany and left me for dead. He, no, I wish he, I wish he were dead. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere because the whole deal is that Otto wants Maria to move to America to uproot her life in Germany, move to America, and live with Otto. Which doesn't... Mm. A grandfather she hasn't seen in 25 years. Right. I mean, at <laughs> first she's like, what does he want from me? Well, Max is like, to know that you're okay and to know that you're you're fine, you know, and everything's good. Right. And she's like, okay. And he wants me to move to America, I bet. And like, yeah. Which I'm like... It's a little presumptuous of the grandfather. It's a little presumptuous. <laughs> she's like, yeah, she'll come back. Don't worry. <laughs> she's probably been missing me as long as I've been missing her. She'll, you, don't even, you won't even have to show her the note. Right. Just tell her that Otto wants her back. <laughs> it's like, oh, come on. Otto wants her back. <laughs> and so I love this next scene, and it was <laughs> this kills me. So he gives her the letter from Otto and was like, listen, I'm going to be heading back to the States in the morning. If you want to take some time to think about it, here's where I'm going to be tomorrow. Meet me there at such and such a time yeah. if you decide you want to come back. And so as MacGyver gets ready to leave, there's a guy who's taking photos of him. Yeah. Not very conspicuously. Like uh, He like comes up from a back alley staircase and just stands <laughs> in the middle of the courtyard. I know, right? <laughs> just starts snapping photos. And, but MacGyver, so MacGyver walks up back to his car and he see he opens the car door, and due to the angle changing, he sees this guy in the side view mirror. Right. And he's like, huh. And he doesn't turn around. He just kind of thinks for a minute, looks at the guy, clearly taking photos of him. Yes. Yeah. And then MacGyver shuts the door, makes a quick 180, and starts walking right to where this guy stands. Right. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, the guy has kind of ducked down a little stairwell, and MacGyver deliberately passes him. Um and you know kind of shakes him up a bit. Like, right. I, I know that you're following me, and then MacGyver ducks around behind the school and waits. Yeah. And so this continues the trend of Dick MacGyver. So he ambushes this guy's name is Helmut. Of course. So he ambushes Helmut and he like he like you know throws his arm up against his th- throat up against the tree and he's like you you he's like you took my photo mine photo yeah why did you t-? like uh, really like, like getting going all mad <laughs> and like attacks this guy and like roughs him up pushes him up against the tree yeah um and this is what gets me so this is where this season of MacGyver is sl- is lacking. MacGyver has been in the, some crazy situations, and I know he can handle himself. Oh, sure. Absolutely. But he, he accosts this man and then gets, like, assaulted back. Like, the guy punches him, like, kicks him and does all this shit and, like, knocks him down, throws him in a pile of trash. Right. And then runs off. Right. And MacGyver gets nothing. No. I'm like, <sighs> MacGyver, like... All your training and all the shit you've been through has added up to nothing. Right. Absolutely. And I it don't also, get it. And I mentioned this to you. It makes me wonder if now we're you know six seasons into the show, he's probably the act. Richard Dean Anderson, he, he's probably fried. He's yeah. been doing this for six seasons, 109 episodes. Yeah. It almost makes you wonder if like they wrote it in that like MacGyver just won't put up a fight anymore. Okay. Like, they find a way to get him out of these without him actually like putting forth this effort 
to fight these. And it'll be interesting to observe it over the latter, the remainder of the series. Right. It's just, it was weird because you're right. Like, MacGyver should have been able to take this old guy. Yeah, drop him. But he doesn't. And nope. this guy runs away and drops a tape recorder. Yes. Which comes into play later. Of course it does. Um, so I lost my complete train of thought. I'm completely cooked. Oh, so <laughs> we cut to... Um, I have no idea. <laughs> oh, my God. Greg, don't ever leave me for two weeks again. And scene. <laughs> Holy crap. Okay, here we go. So <laughs> it's the next day. And MacGyver, he shows Mossel the tape recorder that he found on the ground. And Mossel was like, oh, yeah, this is this is like really high-tech equipment. He's like, this is the same type of equipment that the Stasi used. Yeah, but um, I'm confused to where he is now. Is he back in the U.S.? No, he's still in Germany. Okay. He's still okay. in Germany. Right. Because Maria shows up right after this and was like, I've read, right. I've read the letter and I've decided that I, I, I would like to come to America with right. you. Right. Complete change of heart. Yeah. 100%. 180. Yep. Overnight. Just she's like, like hey, All right, I'm fine. Let's take, go. Let's, I love my grandpa. Yeah, take me to the airport. I can't wait to get to America, the land of freedom. So I was huh. like, oh, cool. And then we get the not so, um, not so subtle double agent <laughs> that shows up here. And so we see Helmut. He's approaching Mossel. Yes. He addresses Mossel not as Mossel, but as Huber. <laughs> as Huber. I love your names. Do you like that? I love it, David. <laughs> Huber. And so, of course, Mossel's a double agent. Hello. Mossel's not really Mossel. He's Huber. <laughs> and he says, don't you worry. We will soon have our gold. And we cut to commercial. Schmuck. Like, oh, great. This oh, is a plot involving gold. At least it's, uh, is it Nazi gold, you think? I don't know because they don't actually say. No, it's what Stasi gold. It is. Is it Stasi gold? <laughs> no, probably. I don't know because there's a. Yes, I think it is. They talk about what they did with the gold, so we'll get there in a second. But I don't remember if they say what, like whose gold it is. Maybe it's the gold I from think the it's uh, Stasi gold. It's the gold from the the, the mountain that they sledded down. <laughs> that they sledded the, down. Remember when they sled it down the hill with the gold? I think it's just sled down the hill. Is it? Is it like mice, meese? Yeah. It's so, already plural. So back in the Americas, Maria is like sort of overwhelmed by the fact that like she's in the land of the free. Mm-hmm. She can kind of do what she wants. And she sees this vending machine like right outside the airport. And she's like, oh, <laughs> root beer. She's like, oh, 75 cents. She turns to MacGyver and she goes, MacGyver, could I have three quarters, please, to buy a root beer? It's like, I've, I've, seen, I've always seen the commercials. I've always seen like, you know, people are being happy and drinking root beer. Yeah. And MacGyver's yeah. like. Three quarters, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Like, really weirdly, like, gives her three quarters. Like, yeah. he's like, all of a sudden, he's like, yeah, okay, I guess. Okay. And it's funny. She drinks, she she gets her root beer out of the vending machine and drinks it like she's drinking a, a cup of hot coffee, like both hands. <laughs> yes, yeah. And kind of, like, <laughs> kind of shrugs and smiles. And she looks really cute. And then MacGyver gives, like, this face of, I don't approve of sweets. <laughs> I'd rather you just got a glass of bottled water, but uh, yeah. whatever. I'd rather you just buy some bottled eggnog. <laughs> or better yet, come back to my chemistry set. Me and Grandpa Harry can whip you up some virgin eggnog. Do you think that, uh, this is completely un- this is unrelated, but would eggnog be good if it was carbonated? Oh, God, no. It would curdle immediately. What if you, uh, maybe, uh, I bet you could use get a nitrogen. Soda, let's buy our, I have a soda stream upstairs. Yeah. Let's go buy a CO2 canister. Okay, let's do it. Try to carbonate. Um, I wonder if you could, I wonder if it would be good if you used it, if you put nitrogen in it, like you do with like stouts. 
Oh, maybe. Yeah. Be, it would be cr- thick and creamy with small little bubbles. Thicker than eggnog already think, is. Think about the burps that would come oh. out. Oh, God. Speaking of which, I just I don't know why this reminded me. Have we seen the houseboat yet this season? No. Okay, so we haven't seen. So no, for all I, we know, I think he that's it. doesn't live on the houseboat I anymore. I didn't think the houseboat was in all of the. It, it ended, I think, season five. Do you think he right? moved? think it sank. I don't know because I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, we haven't seen where he lives yet. We have to see his house somewhere because. The- oh, you know what happened? What? That, that girl that he went on the Holy Grail oh, quest Zoe? with came back and towed it out into the middle of the bay and he said, fuck it, and then went back to get it. He just lit it ablaze <laughs> and just drove off. Probably calls Murdoch to get a boat. Just, just come pick me up. I don't care who you are. Just come get me. I'm blowing this thing out. Maybe that's what it is because we have to see it soon because there's an episode coming up where he goes back to the Old West. So yeah. he's got to fall asleep. So I'd be interesting because we haven't seen the houseboat in quite some time. Interesting. So I'm, yeah. I'm curious to know if he still lives there. So anyway, so we go back to Otto's toy store. MacGyver is is on his way out. He's getting ready to go, you know, finalize Maria's immigration paperwork. And we cut across the street to... Well, I'm uh, just going to say, yeah. Maria and Otto are reunited. They're reuniting. They're having a lovely moment. She... Otto pulls out the doll. Mm-hmm. Shows her like, does this does this look familiar to you? She hesitates, and then she's like, "Oh my god, yes, yes, this is you held on to this for all these years." Mm-hmm. And it was a really like, sweet I knew moment. She, this little doll, I forget the doll's name, was waiting for you this whole time, which means it was Otto. That little doll represents Otto and his longing for his granddaughter. Oh, it's so cute. Um, the funny thing about this whole scene, which kind of pissed me off, is that they're not speaking German. You would imagine that they would, yep. since they're back. You know, they're they're reuniting for the right. first time in twenty some odd years. They should be speaking German. Absolutely, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of hug it out, and we hear them talking. And the camera pans back into the apartment across the street, and we see mm-hmm. Huber and Helmut, Helmut, and a third guy named Kurt. <laughs> now, Kurt's the guy with glasses. right? Kurt's the guy with the glasses so, who's standing at the window. So, Kurt. Uh, he's an uh, he's another he's a German. So let's just a backstory. Um, this is after the Berlin Wall has fallen. The Cold War has you know officially ended. Obviously, yep. it hasn't. And all these agents have no job anymore. They're essentially these guys who've been in the espionage industry forever, and now all of a sudden they're free agents. So right. they're still trying to figure out what to do with themselves. Right. But this guy Kurt. Um, reminded me a lot of the guy from Predator. I forget his name. I think it was either Rick. Oh, the guy with the glasses. Yeah, the guy Predator. with the glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is the same dude, but yeah, it's not. It's, I'm yeah. like, it could totally be the same guy before he went on the Predator mission. Absolutely. And got, you know, decapitated <laughs> and, and, and skull cleaned. Whatever. Yeah, it's fine. But yeah, that's exactly what he, that's, that's a good point. He's totally Ricky, R- Ribby, Billy. No, Billy's the guy who cut his chest. ha, 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 ha. Bet Kurt went full predator. <laughs> yeah, right. So they're listening into the conversation, and they're kind of getting a little impatient. Like, or at least Helmut is getting impatient because, like, he wants to like bust in, knock some heads together, and like find out where the gold is now. But they're like, "Listen, Otto will get there. Like, mm-hmm. Maria's there. Maria's going to get the information. She will know." very soon where mm. Otto is keeping this gold hidden. Uh, now, I want to say this is the scene where I jumped. I'm like, holy shit, I know what that piece of equipment is. Yep. Um, so they're, they're, they've bugged the apartment. I don't know if we want to get into it now. No, we can get into it. Absolutely. But they bugged the apartment or, or the, the toy store across the street Yeah, with a device that really exists. And I was like, this is pretty awesome that they're using this. Basically, it's a laser 
that you point at a window, and then there's a receiver. So the laser hits the window and bounces back, and you have a receiver. And the vibrations on the window pane from the conversation inside translate into the laser beam's reflection, yep. and you can hear what's going on. So all you got to do is point this thing at anything. I'm like, that's awesome. They actually yeah, was, have oh, one of these. I thought it was fantastic. It was a legit thing, and I knew about this because as a kid, I had this book called The Ultimate Spy Book Yep, that was all about espionage tools. Um, okay. I guess it was... World War II through the Cold War sort of era stuff, mm-hmm. and they had one of these in the book. It was really? awesome. They had all these like other things like uh, uh, limpet mines and pencil fuses Ooh. and lockpick sects in little capsules for rectal concealment. I bet Pete has one of those. Yeah, we'd never seen it yet because it got stuck up there. Yeah, he's like, I, I, I you know, I, was, I tried, I couldn't break out of the the jail because I couldn't get my lockpick set out. <laughs> I tried and I tried and I tried. I took laxatives. Just nothing was getting it out. I lost it. <laughs> it's gone. Somewhere now in my midsection. The the, uh, the capsule came out, but the lockpicks haven't. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you where it went. One, one of the I, best damn books. Uh, I'll try to find the name and let everybody yeah, know. Yeah, I'd actually really like to know what that is. So back at the foundation... MacGyver's is talking to Pete and he's like MacGyver's like listen I'm really kind of suspicious he's like I don't know if Maria is who she says she is and Pete's like well what gives you that idea and well, he, MacGyver says well she's really knowledgeable about the way travel works like she's knowledgeable about all of that she she know she, like she asked me for three quarters yet she supposedly has no idea what American currency is but she knew yeah what quarters the current like what seventy five cents he's like he like she knew where everything was in an airplane how the headphones worked like for someone who's been in East Berlin her entire life it's kind of surprising that she knows all this stuff right for leading such a sheltered existence exactly. And I think Pete initially brushes it off, which is he totally interesting. Does what which is dick. interesting because then he flips the st- then he flips mm-hmm. near the end, and he's convinced that Marie is not who she says she is. Right, right. So, so we're like now we're in like this like Phoenix lab, and there's a lab technician, and he's looking over the tape recorder, and he finds a he finds a fingerprint, and he's gonna like send that off to try to figure out maybe who was who was handling the the the, uh, the tape recorder, mm-hmm. but he's also at the same time. Um, there's a photo of Maria at the age of six. And so what this lab technician is doing is he's using a child finder aging program. And what they're going to do is they're going to digitally age Maria at six to come out with a composite of at, what Maria at, should look like at 23. David, at eight. At eight? She was separated from her opa at eight. I wrote six. I'm sorry. That's eight, David. I'm sorry. But uh, it's funny that you say it. It's like when you said program, I'm like, oh, shit. Is this another Phoenix Foundation program? Oh. No, it's actually a computer program. It's a computer program. Um, yeah, that can age people, which is a legit thing. It is. It, it absolutely. Really and it gets better as the episode goes on. And I just had this thought. <laughs> I wrote this note that like once they get the whole the imaging done and it comes out with what Maria should look like, it comes out looking like MacGyver. <laughs> It's like, MacGyver, do you have anything you'd like to tell us? I don't know what you're talking about. This picture of Maria at 23 looks like you. I don't, I don't know what you mean. I don't see the resemblance. Looks nothing. Looks like I don't nothing. see it. I don't see it at all. I just thought it would be really fun. I don't know why. It just stupid shit like that makes me laugh. So we cut back to the apartment, and Otto and Maria are now... So Otto lives in the apartment above the toy store. So they go upstairs to Otto's apartment, and he suggests to Maria, he's like, maybe you and I should tour the country. Like, let's see the sights. Let's like, oh rekindle the... 
I'm like, like all this shit. Like she just got into the U.S. and reunited with Opa. Right. And so prior to this, we heard you know we heard that the guys across the way were saying like Maria's going to get this information out. We don't have to bust in. Mm-hmm. And she is so direct. She's like, yeah, but what about what about where are you going to get all this money? You must have your money in a bank. You must have it saved somewhere, don't you? Like. Not being very subtle. Right. Now, I understand that these episodes are only 40, what, 48 44 minutes 44 to 47, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they have to move the plot along, but they definitely don't have to make, you know, your character so dumb. Not dumb, but, like, she's a trained, <laughs> right. like, spy, right? Right. Which they know we, that yeah. she's, yeah, and then, like, so, Dave, Dave, uh, how, was, uh, how was everything? Where's, where do you keep your money? Uh, well, everything was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, great. I, I'm glad was... you had a good dinner. What's the what's the uh, key to your safe? Where's the uh, where's the password? Why don't you tell me what your social security number is first? Yeah, what's your mother's maiden name? <laughs> like, I'm just trying to get to know you better. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to get, get to know you better. better. How what's much your, money? What's do you your have blood in the bank? type? Yeah, what's your, all, can you tell me that? How how fast does your hair grow? What's can your I dick have size? a DNA sample? <laughs> hmm? What? So yeah, so she's definitely a spy. Yeah, she she's a spy, and that comes out in a little while. So MacGyver arrives, and he's preparing to take Maria out for dinner. Of course. It gets comes really fast. Because I love this. As MacGyver has this line in front of the grandfather, because the grandfather's like, hasn't my granddaughter grown up and touched such a lovely woman in math? Like, oh, she's definitely a woman now. I know. I'm like, yeah. whoa, you like, creep. Yeah, and not just that, like, because he, I mean, he, she, she's definitely a woman now. It's like, like you didn't know her. You right. didn't know her before Ew. when she was a little girl. And so, oh yeah. So they're getting ready to leave, and, and MacGyver's like, "Otto, do you want us to maybe bring you some dinner when we're home, when we get back, or anything like that?" And Otto's like, "No, no, no. You go have some fun." And Maria steps in, and this is kind of well, cu- Otto says, "I have to do some work. I have to do some more papers." I'm like, "Yeah." So you've been waiting thirty years to see your granddaughter, <laughs> you're and you're like, "Nah, MacGyver. I don't need to go out for lunch. I'm gonna stay here. I'm gonna work on some papers." You're an eighty-five-year-old man. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> And I love it because then this is another like MacGyver double take because Maria's like, oh, well, of course, everyone brings food home in America. And MacGyver's like, bitch, what? What are you like, talking you, about? How do you know that? <laughs> like, what? Okay. Yeah, she's basically talking about American culture like a- a- as if she would watch like, I don't know, any primetime television channel, you know? Right. And that's what you get from American culture. Like all the... All the stuff at the tip of the iceberg and no real depth of knowledge. Absolutely. Um, so so they leave and uh, Huber, Huber and Kurt, they leave the apartment and Helmut's kind of like has a fuck it moment. And Which he's like, is... He's like, no, this is done. Because got... Helmut you can t- is obviously a loose cannon and yeah. he's displayed it by the stuff he would say. Yeah. And they leave him alone. Yeah. God, these guys suck. Gets a total case of the fuck it's and decides to break into Otto's apartment and torture him for information. And that's where we cut to commercial. He like breaks in and he's like, Otto, we've got a lot to talk about. <laughs> what? Like, oh my God, what are you doing? I know, he just walks right in. Um, and so we cut back from commercial and MacGyver is having sex with Maria in the restaurant. It's pretty awesome. It was amazing. But no, they might as well have because of the aftermath of the dinner scene. So they're back to the grandfather's apartment and she thanks MacGyver for this wonderful evening and then like plants this really passionate long kiss i know right on the lips and i wrote this is the first kiss in ages that's like, exactly first legit kiss that's exactly what i wrote i was like how long has it been since a legit kiss like that i'm has like happened oh come on macgyver is maria can you bring you back to like sexy jungle snake sex seriously like, from the first season or like was it like i'm thinking like the last real passionate makeout i can remember was when he kissed penny at the end of season two in friends Oh, when right. Jack was trying to mac on Penny, and he's making out with she's making out with MacGyver, and Mac's like, just, just, shh, 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 
That's the last one I can really remember vividly. Damn. Yeah, I don't have many good kissing memories. But that was a that was a real kiss right mm. there. And I felt it. Mac I, enjoyed it. Like he was clearly enjoying that kiss. Oh yeah. He's like mm, he, he wanted more of that. Yeah, you are a woman now. <laughs> I'll show you what a woman's like. Gets on the phone with Pete. Pete, meet me. <laughs> Meet me here. Meet me at this motel, seven o'clock. <laughs> Bring the bean curd. <laughs> Bring the bean curds monthly. Um, so then we cut to, tor- to to torture to Otto. Mm. He's tied up in a chair. He's clearly been beaten. He's bruised and he's bloody on his face. And Helmut is like just asking him questions, like "Where's the gold?" Well, no, not asking questions. He's just like, "Where is it?" He's like, "Where's, where's, where's the, the fucking gold? gold? Where's like, the gold? Where's the fucking money, shithead?" <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so, obviously, got- you're not a golfer. <laughs> oh my god, I would have loved that. So Mac and Maria they they enter the apartment, and within seconds, Helmut hears it, turns around, and opens fire, puts a bullet in the wall, and just like shoots at them. I know, and MacGyver like pushes maria down to the ground grabs a card table and starts charging helmut (laughs) and helmut puts two bullets in it and macgyver just kind of like you know pushes him yeah he's just like ramming the card table into helmut to get him out of the apartment i know and here we are again this is helmut's the same guy that macgyver assaulted in the beginning yeah and macgyver like doesn't use any of his phoenix foundation training you know what maybe macgyver's have you watched men who stare at goats I haven't. No, you should. I've never seen it. So now my entire point is lost. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you want to talk about it because of the the listeners who may well, actually say, know what it maybe is? Maybe MacGyver's training was from a training of uh, the Phoenix Foundation or a side of the Phoenix Foundation that doesn't use violence. Okay. That tries to use you know other means of combative stuffs. Maybe it is. It, may, it would make sense though because he's so anti violence and guns. Ah, don't hit. <laughs> don't hit. Don't shoot so rather than try to fight back he would just like yeah he'll, he'll fall under the card table and then yeah. play dead right yeah <laughs> and not get up exactly it totally seems like something i think macgyver has point. had alternative conflict resolution training and seriously yeah pretty much useless so we know that so how long has he been doing this so we know that he met pete seven years ago in season two right they'd known each other for seven years yeah in, when he when they first met murdoch so mm. it's now been four years since then. So he's been doing this now, what, 11 or 12 years? Yeah, I would, I guess. Maybe. And something then like prior that. to the Phoenix Foundation, I'm sure he did something like, I don't know. But it's probably been. Yeah, he was uh, He was uh, going to go into professional hockey. That's right. And he got hurt. Got hurt. And then he just sat on a street corner panhandling. And then Pete pulled him out of his misery. That's probably exactly what. No, happened. he was doing something. He was. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I he can't. was driving a taxi. Was he? Remember? Oh yes, that's right. Yes, he was driving Jack's taxi. That's what it was. That's exactly what it was. Okay, got it. Um, all right. So MacGyver gets knocked to the ground. Otto kind of like gives Maria the signal and like tells her to go like go call the police now. Mm-hmm. And this is after Helmut ran out the door. And after Helmut has run out, so. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. So no, no, Maria, no, 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 no. Maria's gone out first. Helmut goes out after a couple, about a minute or so after Maria, but Maria's like hiding around the corner of the door. Mm-hmm. And when Helmut comes around the corner, Maria like slams him into the door and then Chudo chops his throat <laughs> and pushes him down the stairs. Yeah. Just like, bam. I was like, what? Jacks his shit it's up. Like she is so not a teacher. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Absolutely not a oh, teacher. She, she got the proper training from conflict resolution, which is, you know, 
jabby yeah. jab in the throaty throat. A little chudo chop to the throat, knock him on, like, yeah. Chudo chop! And that's what I thought, because it was, it was just like, Phew, ha, chudo chop! <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if she said that? Chudo chop! And she's like, yeah, chudo chop, bam! <laughs> and then MacGyver's like, what, what, what was that? Huh? What, what did you I'm say? Sorry, uh, nothing. I didn't, I say, didn't anything. say anything. <laughs> she chudo chops down MacGyver. The stairs. Yeah. Chudo chop! <laughs> Knocks MacGyver to the ground. <laughs> He's just like, <gasps> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so the police arrive, led by Captain Butt Dimple. <laughs> now, you didn't hear the last episode where I got confused about the difference between a butt chin and a butt dimple. <laughs> Captain Kelly has the most pronounced butt chin I have ever seen. Okay. Did you see him close? I should have, but I. Okay. I don't know. So anyway, and I had a very confusing moment where I thought a butt dimple was a butt chin. <laughs> I am totally lost. Do you know? You know what a butt dimple is, right? I don't. I don't it's know. When you flex your ass cheeks, and it. Oh, the dimple like on a, the side. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so I thought a butt dimple was a butt chin <laughs> in the last episode. Ah, uh, you can put one on the other. <laughs> you certainly can. Yeah, you can put one on each side. Uh, so Captain Kelly shows up. Which is interesting because there's a recurring character that didn't necessarily need to be recurring because we've never seen the same cop in another episode. And again, so I guess <laughs> I guess everything that's happened in the past several episodes has been in his jurisdiction. Yeah, because he shows up again in the next episode too. Yeah, which is interesting. Um, so it's been found out that Helmut is also an ecstasy agent. Helmut and his fingerprints, which we already knew, matched the ones on the tape recorder that he dropped after uh, he attacked MacGyver durr. at the beginning of the episode. Dur dur. So Otto kind of comes clean and tells everyone that yes, he was working with Helmut and all of his allies and the mm-hmm. three the two guys up in the apartment. And when Helmut arrived or when Otto arrived in America all those years ago, mm-hmm. The Stasi had contacted Helmut, and they threatened to, or they contacted Otto, and they threatened to kill Maria well, unless he cooperated with their demands. Yeah, so like originally, the reason why um, Otto, Maria, and Otto's son, Maria's father, who I don't think we ever got his name, Otto's father. Yeah, no, we didn't. So the reason why they were they could escape is because he was working with Helmut and those guys, right? And they betrayed him. Exactly. Um. And so that's kind of the connection, and that happened what twenty years ago, thirty years ago, I yeah, forget. something like that. I yeah, I don't know timelines. And lines. so yeah, so so uh, Otto made it to the U.S. Yep, and you know thought that whole life was behind him, but apparently not. Right, and so Maria is listening to the story. And tells Otto, like, you should have just let me die rather than help the Stasi. Like, what do you think? Like, what are mm. you thinking? And, you know, Otto's like, you're my granddaughter. You're my only granddaughter. I wasn't mm. going to take any chances mm-hmm. to have anything bad happen to you, even if I never saw you again. Right. And it's at this point that MacGyver, like, kind of, like, tells everyone to, he's like, did you did you guys just see that? Right, because he's standing there and there's a mirror. And then he sees, like, this glimmer in the mirror. And and we see it as an audi- as the audience watching. It's like a quick little flash of a laser. Yeah. And MacGyver's like, wait, 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 hey, 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 shush, 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 shush. Did you guys see that? And I love it because it cuts to the guys in the apartment after MacGyver says it, and they all just like put their hands up and like, oh shit. Yeah, right. Because like, they kind of have this thought that something is about to happen. And so I love this. So MacGyver like runs out of the apartment, goes down to his truck, mm-hmm. pulls out a road flare yeah. from his truck, lights it, and w- lobs it across the street. And the smoke from the flare goes up. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it basically traces the laser beam so he can follow where right. that beam had come from. Now, which is kind of surprising because 
I wouldn't think that the laser used in this um, clandestine listening device would be visible to the human eye. Yeah, I mean, again, you probably know way more about it than I do. I with, think it would probably beams, be infrared but... or, you know, yeah. probably, and you just wouldn't be able to see it. Right. So MacGyver sees it, of course, <laughs> and he runs around to the back of the building, but not in enough time because when he gets around to the back of the building, he sees the two guys that were up there get in their car and drive away. Right. They left all their equipment behind because it was too much stuff to carry. Right. So that's another, like, shit, they left everything behind. Right, exactly. So we cut back to the foundation, and this this lab tech who's been working with them, um, he's he's finishing up the image of what Maria is supposed to look like. And like you said earlier, Greg, they mm-hmm. found out, you know, so this surveillance equipment was, you know, highly advanced, projects the light from the beam onto the glass, and then translates those vibrations mm-hmm. back to them into sound waves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Phenomenal. It's so, it was just, it was great. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, Cap- the guy said basically like a big CD player. Yeah. Because when was this? 1990 something? 1990. Yeah. yeah. So CDs were like, yeah, CDs are cool. Just in their infancy. Yeah. Absolutely. Sp- uh, I'm, I want to pause here. Yes. The other day, Christy was digging through some of her stuff. Yeah. And she found her old mini disc player and a bunch of brand new mini discs never opened. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh. The best freaking audio format thing ever. I love you that. You remember shit. I had a mini disc player in college. Oh, yes. And I don't know what the hell happened to it and i'm so sad because i loved that technology yeah, it's it absolutely the so best so cool yeah just a little tangent there uh yeah it was awesome so captain kelly calls and he's like listen he's like so so helmut dude who fell down the stairs definitely not what knocked him unconscious mm. uh turns out he had a sharp blow to the larynx <laughs> and then had fallen down the stairs and yeah. they're like and they look they all look at maria they're like she's like mm. what yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, this is the, the, so the, this is what happened. Sorry. MacGyver learns this stuff and then goes to the back to the toy shop to confront Maria about it. Yes. Like f- point blank. Yeah. And she's like, oh, hello, MacGyver. How are you? It's like, okay. I hope you can tell me some things. Yeah. Oh, like what? And he yeah. asks about, he, men- he mentions the thing about how Helmut was hurt with a shots of the larynx yeah. like a very stylized skilled shots of the throat yeah and he's like you're the only one that he would have passed She's right like, i i felt i feared for my life i mean and I, I he just fell yeah and he's like uh-huh uh-huh and 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 what else? and what else <laughs> and so she's like well i knew that helmut had special training and he's like uh-huh and what else <laughs> yeah right anything oh, else because she calls him out by name yeah it's like how did you know him and so she kind of like finally breaks down and she's like, fine. So she goes into the story about how she and the other orphans, when they were when they were eight, were taken in by the Stasi and they were all trained as covert operatives called sparrows. Right. And I'm just like, whoa. So this is a very interesting timeline because recently that movie called Red Sparrow just came out. Right. With Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, wow, that's funny. I'd never heard that term before. Neither had I. And here it is coming from a MacGyver episode from 30 years ago. Right. Right. And <laughs> right. I'm like, that's pretty funny. And then I've also been watching a lot of, uh, I watched Atomic Blonde recently. Yep. Uh, and uh, The Man from Uncle. And it's all like Cold War, East, so West, funny. Berlin kind of espionage shit. It was just, the timing for all of this for me is pretty interesting. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And she was like, yeah, she was like, we were trained, we were called sparrows, and uh, she was like, apparently Helmut and all of his allies had stolen money from East German citizens, taken that money, converted it into gold, and then sent that gold to Otto at his toy store for safekeeping, which is why they're now coming back to Otto mm-hmm. to get this back. But they have no idea what he did with the gold. Right. Um, 
And so, so that okay, so that's it. So Otto escaped, and they let him go. Right. And they were using his his daughter as ransom. Yep. And they were shipping him money, and Otto was just stockpiling it. Exactly. But they at this point they just don't know where he's stockpiled all this gold. Yeah. And so Otto's listening to this conversation and pretty quickly turns on Maria and was like, "Oh shit, you're not my granddaughter." And Maria's like, "Well." I am, and now that I know you, she's like, I really want to turn over a new leaf in my life. And right. Otto's like, talk to the hand. <laughs> that, like, get, no, Otto I, says, I talk to the hand, but I don't want anything to do with you anymore. <laughs> I know, and it was so terrible, because at this point, I couldn't really tell either. Like, she could be playing everybody. Right. But there's also a really good chance that they really did raise her as a, as a spy. Absolutely. And she they, they turned her against... You know everybody else, and just because you're a kid, I mean, it would be easy enough to do that, right? Right. Um, yeah, I, it's just fast. This whole back and forth. That's why I love spy stuff because you can't, you can't trust anybody. No, and it was so cool. And so they're like going back and forth, and so then uh, Huber and Kurt like break into the store, and then they start demanding the gold. Like we need to know where it is now. And then we cut to commercial. We come back to the foundation, and Pete has now received the photo of young maria that was aged yep. and apparently it doesn't match the face of the maria who's with Otto right now and but i said I, like that looks pretty convincing it looked pretty convincing <laughs> but i'm gonna say if there's any reason why it doesn't look right is because it's a black and white photo that's been that's been inkjet printed right so the paper's all wrinkly because there's so much damn ink pixelized it looks, it's and- all pixelized you can see the lines, the printing yeah. lines I'm like, yeah, it's not that accurate, is it, guys? Like, Yeah, exactly. Your Phoenix Foundation supercomputer ha- has a shitty printer. Yeah, exa- exactly. Laser printers like, existed in the 90s. Why didn't you use that? And so like, now Pete's, Pete goes on this tirade. Now he's completely flipped where he's told MacGyver, like, it's Maria, it's Maria. Now he's the, like, it's the Maria. anti- he's anti-Maria. I once had a girl named Maria and she turned into a star. It's really weird, like four minutes of Pete just singing that. Singing, yeah, in a falsetto. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to get his rectal Swiss army knife out of (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that went nowhere. (laughs) So, now this, this next scene I thought was good because, so we come back to the toy store and they've tied MacGyver up on the first floor. And they've tied Maria and Otto Dapp downstairs in the basement. And I was like, finally. They yeah. tied them up in separate areas. I know, right? MacGyver's alone upstairs, and the other two are alone downstairs. For like, me, though, right off the bat, I'm like, oh, good. They tied MacGyver up alone, but they tied him up in a toy store. This is going to be great. Right. And it was, it was pretty awesome. And so, you know, Huber is, like, demanding to know where the gold is, and Otto's like, no, I'm not, not going to tell you where that is right now. And Kurt starts firing crossbow arrows at Maria. Now, I want to make a correction here. This isn't from you. This is from the, the, the writing. Yeah. They're not arrows. They're bolts. Cross bolts. Crossbow bolts. Cross bolts. Or just say bolts. Fine. Kurt starts firing bolts at Maria, purposely missing her basically every time. I want to make a point also that Kurt has had this pistol crossbow the entire time yeah. and has just been like... N- you know, flipping it around yeah, and yeah, playing yeah. with it throughout the entire episode. Right. Like, you know, it's pulling the trigger and cocking it and pl- messing with it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so Otto's like, cool, go ahead and shoot her. I don't, like, basically he's like, I don't really care. She's, she's not, my not my granddaughter. Yeah, and she's, now she's, like, starting to cry. Like she's, But she's, like, she's bound, like, over the mouth and tied up against the wall. And Kurt's just, like, shooting bolts, like, missing her neck by, like, inches. Right. Right. Yeah. It was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a nice scene. So we cut back to upstairs, and MacGyver has like 
hopped himself over to a <laughs> wall of silly goo. Silly, is that what it was called? I think it was called silly goo. Or like yeah, fun. It's basically goo. just like slime. And yeah. So he gets one. He gets it open with his mouth and he tips it over and he lets the goo fall down off the shelf onto his hands where he's tied and he uses the slippery nature of the goo mm-hmm. to slide his hands out of the rope. Yeah, smart. I, I, you know, I thought it was quite good. And so we cut back downstairs and Kurt is getting ready to sh- like fire off his last shot. And they're like, this time he's not going to miss. Like this is, uh-huh. this is it. But uh, Huber kind of stops for a second, takes the bondage off of Maria's mouth and she starts pleading her case to Otto mm. to like reveal where the gold is. And she starts begging Opa, like screaming Opa back over and over and over like, again. In the same cadence that his the flashback kept showing that as Otto remembering her saying, Opa, please, Opa, right. please. Right. Which exactly. should have been in German, but it wasn't. No. That's okay. <laughs> I suppose. So yeah, so and that kind of triggers Otto into stopping Kurt from firing. He's like, All right, fine, here it is. He's like, the gold is upstairs. I shaped it into the soldiers that you'll see in the window for the battlefield dioramas. Yeah. I painted them, I shaped them, and I put them up in my windows. It's all there. Which is a cool idea, how to hide hide stuff in plain sight. But what if someone came in and wanted to buy them? Right. He's like, I'll offer you such and such amount of money for this diorama. What are you going to say? I'm sorry. It's not for sale. Yeah, I, I guess. But it's yeah, you're right, yeah. though. Like, What if yeah. somebody decided to come in and mm. bought that? Um, and of course, they confirm that it is indeed the gold because he like he scratches off um, a piece of the soldier, and it reveals that the underneath is yeah. pure gold. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, so they get ready to shoot MacGyver, <laughs> and they come around to the chair, and the chair's empty. Uh-huh. MacGyver's gone, which I love because don't they come upstairs and they see MacGyver? Yeah, MacGyver, t- MacGyver sits- is sitting there. They walk past him, and he's obviously already untied his hands. Right, and then he lets himself loose after they're gone. I thought that was great. Really, I thought that was really great. <clears throat> and uh, then yeah, so Kurt's like he's gone. I'm like go find him, duh. Right, dummy. And I love it because like Kurt's like looking around, he can't see it, and he comes around the corner of the toy store to this display of hand puppets, <laughs> and it was what was it a dog? Yeah, it was like a little dog. And yeah. we see this little dog just shoot out. Well, the little it's, dog, like, <laughs> like the, it, its face comes into into the frame, and it's like meh, 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 making like. And Kurt's like, "What the fuck?" And then punches him right in the face and knocks him out cold. Oh, it was awesome. one I hand, love- one hand dog puppet punch. I wish he had done the, the shake with the with the dog puppet Ow, on his hand, uh, but he didn't. Unfortunately, did not do that. And so then I love this next one because he gets a remote controlled blimp. That's awesome. And starts flying it around the store towards Huber. Yeah, and Huber's just like. It's like, what is that? Like, just standing there staring at it with his gun cocked and loaded, yeah. pointing at MacGyver, and he's just like, huh. huh. And then he fires at the blimp. He fires at the blimp as it comes closer <laughs> to him. And in the meantime, MacGyver has, like, flanked him and come around and has, like, a kid's drum set. And it's like, the, it's like the bass drum. And he smashes it over the guy's Huber's head and pulls the frame down around his arm so he's, like, pinned down. Yeah. And then that's it. And just in time, as the police are literally walking through the door, MacGyver has thrown the drum over the guy's head. Yeah, and, and Pete's with him. MacGyver, uh, we got to talk. And he shows MacGyver the image, and he brings it downstairs, and Pete but, tells them all what they've discovered. That- so this is it. Like, so this is where, where oh, uh, Otto and Maria have finally like reconnected again so Otto's come around again right and like okay I do believe her just from the way that she was talking and then this is where Pete shows the image (sighs) 
He's like, you can't outsmart computer imaging. Look at this picture. Look at this, MacGyver. This is what she would have looked like, and it's not her. I was like, oh, God, Pete, what is happening to you right now? Like, he came in like such a bull, and then an auto immediately flips again. It's like, you're right. That's not my little girl. And he, fla- oh. he flips back now the third right. time he's gone back. And Maria starts sobbing and crying, and she's like, that is me. It really is me. I had, like, something. Yeah, she said w- she broke her jaw during a mission and had reconstructive surgery on right. her face. So her jaw's different. Yeah. Okay, fine. That makes sense. And Otto still is just like, okay, well, you're going to have to convince me a little bit more, basically. And so she relates this story about this time that she was sleeping over at Otto's house, uh-huh. and Otto let her sleep with Valdi, which was, like, Otto's dog, mm-hmm. uh, while her parents were away. And Otto's right. like... No one else could have known that. Yeah. It really is you. And then he flips back uh-huh. and is now back on her good side. So this whole time <laughs> I'm like, I, I bet she's a double. I bet she's a fake. Yeah. I'm thinking, oh, she's a fake or she's not a fake. I don't know. It <clears throat> doesn't matter. I kind of hoping she would be, but yeah. of course it's MacGyver and of course everything has to be wrapped up neatly. Uh, it does. So we cut back for the the end of the episode and Mac is like just playing like a Sega Genesis or whatever. He's playing a hockey game on a on a game console. Uh-huh. And I thought it was playing the MacGyver theme on video, but as listening to it again, I don't think it actually was the MacGyver theme. Yeah, it's like it's I don't know what this game was. I couldn't even tell what the game system was. It was probably like an, an NHL 90 like just an it was just a hockey game like Blades of Steel right. that might have it might have been a later generation of Blades do, of Steel. Do you know what the the game system might have been? I was trying to figure it out from I the controller. I couldn't tell what the controller was. My first thought for the controller was it was like a the Sega Master Drive yeah. which was like the precursor to the Genesis because mm-hmm. I think that's what the controller looked like because the Genesis didn't come out the genesis had been out mm-hmm. but that was definitely not no a sega genesis controller the other thing i thought would have been the the famicom mm-hmm. but that was i think that was a japan only system interesting uh so i don't know what it was but he was clearly just playing a hockey game and you see him like getting into it and he's like oh he scores he's like yeah yeah really excited <clears throat> maria walks in and he's like oh i was just uh uh <clears throat> you know working on some stuff in some my data office, from some data in my office and Maria comes in and Max like so how's everything going like what's what's happening right now and so she she tells him that that all the gold that has been turned over to the German government is now going to be used to reunite families who have been separated when Germany was divided and you know Max like oh oh that's really really great I'm so happy about that and <laughs> Max like well, what about you Maria what are you going to be doing and she's like well I actually uh, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna stay here in, in the United States you know you're the only one I really want to to get to know a little better and Max like oh that's 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 really great. And so then, then we, we close out with, with a scene of them and, and Mac just at this point like has no idea what, he, what to say or what to do. I travel a lot, you know, uh, all over the world. A lot. I love to travel. And besides, Pete says with my language skills and training, perhaps there's a place for me here at Phoenix. Pete said that, did he? Yes. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. He's just so uncomfortable. He's like, "Oh, that's great." I can't tell if he's happy about it. I know, and uh, but I like it. She was, but she doesn't actually get a job. But she said that with her language skills, Pete thought that she might be a good fit at some branch of right. Phoenix Foundation. Yeah, an ex Stasi agent who just took on like her word for it. 
Oh yeah, Pete. Pete said, "Okay, cool. It's great. Guess that's awesome." But then we never see her again, so we assume that they decided that it's probably too much of a risk, right, to hire an ex double agent Stasi. <laughs> right, like, exactly. It's probably probably best that she there goes. There might be some conflict of interest here that we just can't avoid. Maybe she goes somewhere with her grandfather, tours the country for a little while. Yeah, uh, but that's that's where we. Uh, that's where the end of the episode. Yeah, Dave. I. I I thought it was a really good episode. I was happy to see them take a week off from the PSAs. Oh god, that was getting old. Um, and and I'm glad to see because I think in the next next episode too, like I think they're not. It's not a. There's no message of the week in the next episode either. <laughs> right. So I was really happy to see to see that here. I thought that was good. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was one of the better ones we've seen this season. It was, for, yep. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up saying that I thought this was a lighter-hearted MacGyver than I've seen. He wasn't as serious. I don't know. Maybe maybe it had to do with the Toy Store stuff or the goofiness that he was doing there, the mm-hmm. hand puppet. But mm-hmm. I thought it was a lighter-hearted MacGyver. So I kind of actually gave that a point and a mullet for that. I gave Otto a mullet because me and old men. Oh, um, yeah. I gave the ending a mullet because I just thought macgyver being flustered trying to figure out like what to say to this woman was, happy was awesome and then one mullet for pete's insistence at the computer imaging oh yeah what a dang <laughs> leno you gotta trust computers look at this and, uh, I, and i see that you put something there too similarly to mine <laughs> yeah so i gave i gave one mullet for the laser because yes. i was like I, I love that stuff yep. uh one mullet for pete being a dink <laughs> Yes, just yes. like being bull and like for like not believing MacGyver, then believing MacGyver, then not believing Maria, just like back and forth, just like such a dink. He has no, he has, I don't know, Pete's all over the place. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> and then one mullet for East Berlin because it's a, it's it's cool, it's timely. I mean, this was came out in the nineties, and the Berlin Wall fell in eighty nine. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, half a mullet for uh, Maria being a sparrow I, that with was... the odd timeliness of that new movie Red Sparrow. So. Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. And then a, one, a half a mullet for the shitty printout that Pete was handing around. Like, such a shitty printout. <laughs> so bad. Like, it dated everything. Like, I could believe everything else, but you show me this printout of this high-tech computer program, right. and it looks like crap. Because wasn't there the, the the last the second episode we saw with Lisa when they were doing the imaging of the guy who kidnapped Lisa? Right, that looked better. Like it that did. was a better program, and that was the like notes a over. year earlier. I know, I know. It must have been the same facial recognition program. But they can't like apparently printing on a dot matrix. Maybe that's a Phoenix program that actually stuck around and got it, worse. It, I was going to say clearly got worse because. They still have dot matrix printers that don't back and forth. So I gave it four mullets. I thought this was a solid one. I really enjoyed it. I thought the suspense was good, and I love Cold War stuff. Absolutely. Um, Speaking of Cold War stuff, I just want to bring up that book. I did find it. It's called The Ultimate Spy Book. Um, let's see. It is. Uh, you can find it online still. Though there's multiple versions of it. Okay. Uh, the one that I have, you can buy it used uh, for like four bucks on Amazon. Oh, I'm all um, over that. Ultimate Spy Book by H. Keith Melton. Uh, okay. Originally, first printing was 1996, and it's all kinds of super awesome, like like archaic old spy equipment like gloves with pistols in them you know tiny little minox cameras like, yeah, yeah yeah you know all kinds of cool surveillance stuff really worth checking out yeah i'm all over that definitely um all right so greg david would you be interested in revisiting an old nemesis who is not Murdoch? Better be Quail. Oh, I wish it were freaking Quail. Ah, try to find me, please. <laughs> it would have been so much better if this next episode 
had replaced Quail with this guy, although I do love this guy. Mm. Um, so the next episode is season six, episode six, Lesson in Evil. Dr. Zito escapes the courthouse after an insanity hearing and proceeds to play an elaborate cat and mouse game with MacGyver and the police. Dr. Zito, who we last saw in Deadly Dreams. Yeah. Um, so he's back. Right. Dr. Zito. With, I was talking about Zito's bread from New York that's no longer that close. That's this right. Year. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The guy's a little bit crazier than Zito's bread. I am a giant piece of bread. <laughs> God, I wish. I am a baguette. <laughs> baguette? Ba- uh, bagout. A bagout. A bagout. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for episode 109 of Mullets and Memories. If you liked what you heard, uh, please reach out to us and let us know on Facebook at Champa and Klein Blow Your Mind. You can find us on Twitter at Blow Your Mind 14. You can find us on Instagram at Champa Klein. You can email us. Uh, let us blow your mind at gmail.com. You can also find us on our website at champacline.com, where not only can you find all episodes of Mullets and Memories, but you can also find our entire backlog of episodes of Champ and Climb Blow Your Mind and all 24 episodes of our 24 hour podcast, The 1440. Please be sure and check those out. Uh, you could also leave us a review on iTunes um, as we get ready to end the series here in the next couple months. Uh, Greg and I would love to have some new listeners to come in and let us know what they think. So go ahead and uh, drop us a review. Uh, we would love to uh, love to hear what you guys have to say. Mm-hmm. So for Mullets and Memories this week, I am your host, Dave Champa. I'm your other host, Greg Klein. Have a fantastic week, guys. Well, and maybe it's time for a